Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, August 10th. Hashtag embraced. Today's scripture reading, Ephesians 1, 3-14, from the Message Translation, which reads... How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down earth's foundations, He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of His love, to be made whole and holy by His love. Long, long ago, He decided to adopt us into His family through Jesus Christ. What a pleasure He took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of His lavish gift-giving by the hand of His beloved Son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all of our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him, everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose he's working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This down payment from God is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising, and glorious life. This is God's Word. One day, David asked, Is there anyone left of Saul's family? If so, I'd like to show him some kindness in honor of Jonathan. It happened that a servant from Saul's household named Ziba was there. They called him into David's presence. The king asked him, Are you Ziba? Yes, sir, he replied. The king asked, Is there anyone left from the family of Saul to whom I can show some godly kindness? Ziba told the king, Yes, there is Jonathan's son, lame in both feet. Where is he? He's living at the home of Machir, son of Amiel in Lodabar. King David didn't lose a minute. He sent and got him from the home of Machir, son of Amiel in Lodabar. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, who was the son of Saul, came before David, he bowed deeply, abasing himself, honoring David. David spoke his name, Mephibosheth. Yes, sir. Don't be frightened, said David. I'd like to do something special for you in memory of your father, Jonathan. To begin with, I'm returning to you all the properties of your grandfather, Saul. Furthermore, from now on, you'll take all your meals at my table. Shuffling and stammering, not looking him in the eye, Mephibosheth said, Who am I that you should pay attention to a stray dog like me? David then called in Ziba, Saul's right-hand man, and told him, Everything that belonged to Saul and his family I've handed over to your master's grandson. You and your sons and your servants will work his land and bring in the produce, provisions for your master's grandson. Mephibosheth himself, your master's grandson, from now on, 
will take all his meals at my table. Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. All that my master the king has ordered his servant, answered Ziba, your servant will surely do. And Mephibosheth ate at David's table, just like one of the royal family. Mephibosheth also had a small son named Micah. All who were part of Ziba's household were now the servants of Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, taking all his meals at the king's table. And he was lame in both feet. That's 2 Kings chapter 9, all 13 verses of it. Do I really need to spell out the implication and application of this story as we hold it up as a prism through which to gaze upon our identity as we wrestle with the question, who am I? I will say this much. Mephibosheth literally means thing of shame. Lodabar, his home address, means nowhere. He was the son of a cursed family line, and he was lame in both feet. We avoid that word lame, and for good reason, as it's degrading and dehumanizing as a label for those upon whom we'd slap it. But that's actually the point here. This thing of shame from nowhere didn't feel disabled or even handicapped. He felt fully, ashamedly lame. Starting in both feet and spreading upwards from there into the rest of his being. Lame. 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 Shame. 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 And he's adopted into the king's family out of kindness to his dead father who was dearly loved by the king. Adopted. Embraced. Shuffling and stammering his way with a clunk, clunk, clunk of his makeshift crutches to the table amidst royalty. Yeah, blessed, chosen, embraced, redeemed, included, sealed. Yeah, it's like that. All right, you're getting used to this by now, maybe. Each day we're starting with a message rendering of Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, which you might notice. I mean, I didn't cheat. I could have cheated. I could have said, hey, Sophie, just plug in yesterday's reading so I don't have to go through this again. I'm rereading it every day. You're hearing a fresh reading, and it's actually getting faster each time I do. I'm going to be breathless by the end of the week when I read through those 12 lines. Okay, so starting with that, each day I'm challenging you to read it again out of another translation of your choice. Enter into these rhythms of identity in Jesus and let them enter into you. And then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. How does the story of Mephibosheth speak to you personally? In what ways have you considered yourself or been told by others that you are lame. To what extent do you go through life feeling distant and estranged rather than near and embraced? How do we lean into this latter reality in Jesus? How does this metaphor of adoption speak to you? Thank you, Lord, for being the God of Mephibosheth, 
God of all us Mephibosheths, for summoning us from our own Lodabar places and embracing us as we shuffled and stammered towards you. Remind me today at whose table I sit. Remind me today whose company I keep. Remind me that you are not only the god of Mephibosheth, but also the god of Hagar, another outcast. The god who sees me and who wants me anyway. Through the multiplied kindnesses of your son. Amen. Amen.